This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services. Welcome to OBS Talk Show Presents. And today we will be presenting some hot topics that recently made the news. Um, we'll go through some, some local news, some state news, and probably some, some national news that hit the headlines. So first of all, we will start with um, we'll start with the local news. So what I'm going to do is share my screen. Okay, so okay, so right here is like the so right here is like the biggest uh, right here is like the biggest piece of news uh, that's going on. Uh, here, uh, this blog right here was written by Donald Watkins. Uh, he's uh, a well-renowned activist and blogger, and uh, he had presented uh, a lot of commentary on news from, especially from a local level to on the state level as well. So one of the pieces that he wrote was the fact that uh, 
Birmingham is still dealing with uh, a historic rate of homicides. As you may know, last uh, two years ago in 2020, the city of Birmingham had they had tied for the number record of homicides, you know, in the city. And in 2021, the city had superseded or they have broke the record for a number of homicides. I think the record was 122 that was back in, that was tied in 2020. And um, last year it went to 125. And now as we look at the uh, statistics, the recent statistics that was brought out by the Birmingham Police Department, we're still seeing uh, homicide increase uh, close to 30% than it was last year. We already, uh, if not over the 120 mark, you know, already, and we still have a month left before the year is out. Uh, it's kind of hard to say whether or not Birmingham will actually either break the record again or they're going to exceed of uh, the record. But here, uh, Donald Watkins uh, is weighing in on this matter in an editorial opinion blog that was uh, created, that was published yesterday. So we're going to dig a little bit deeper than this and to find out why the title is what it is. Uh, uh, he's saying that Birmingham is dying, and we want to know his opinion on this because he has been uh, well renowned for his straightforward and sometimes harsh and blunt opinions about some of the decisions, you know, that has been made and some of the news that's been happening. And for the most part, he has been spot on. So we're going to look at that here uh, real quick. Um, he said he wasn't going to uh, mention anything about this uh, during the week of the Majesty Classic. Uh, he was going to wait until afterwards uh, to, you know, really, you know, discuss anything. But fortunately, uh, there has been no major incidents during the Majesty Classic, you know, which is great. And by the way, uh, one of the pieces of news, you know, related to that is that the presidents of Alabama State and Alabama A&M decided to uh, renew the contract to host the Majesty Classic. The game between the two schools uh, will remain in Legion Field for another four years. Uh, so that is good news for the city of Birmingham because the city of Birmingham owns Legion Field, which is a 71,000 plus stadium versus protected stadium, which is roughly around 45,000, does it does not own, the city does not own protected stadium. So, you know, any sales like ticket sales and concessions and all of that, that goes on there at protected stadium, the city will not see a dime of that. Neither is uh, the hotels and restaurants they are in the vicinity of that area because that area is controlled by the BJCC authority. 
which of course is an Alabama public corporation that was established by the state legislator in 1974. So that area that's surrounding the BJCC, city of Birmingham does not get a dime uh, from that. The only impact that it will make is outside of that area. Also too, there will be no room for parking and of course no tailgate. So it, Manchester City Classic, if it was moved to protect the stadium, would not be really effective. And from my understanding, uh, based on a lot of social media posts, a lot of people would probably boycott the Magic City Classic if it was moved to protect the stadium. But fortunately, Magic City Classic will remain in at Legion Field where the city owns and has uh, almost uh, 1.5 times more seats than it is at Protected Stadium. You don't have to worry about parking, but there's plenty of parking and there's plenty of spots for uh, tailgating, which uh, accounts uh, a significant portion of the economic impact that comes to uh, the city of Birmingham through the Major City Classic uh, football game and of course all of the other activities that are surrounded for that entire week. Um, it's roughly estimated that the city economic impact is between 25 and 30 million dollars. So that's a significant chunk of the city's budget. And should they lose that to protect the stadium, uh, that's really going to put a dent in their budget. So it's good news that the presidents of Alabama State and Alabama A&M decided to keep the Majesty Classic at Legion Field for another four years, which was recently passed by the city council. Uh, so kudos for the city for actually listening to the people for a change and demand that the Classic remain at Legion Field. Uh, I just want to bring that out because uh, Mr. Watkins here in this article, you know, kind of mentioned that yeah. a little bit. So, and, you know, going on now to the major story in the city of Birmingham is the fact that uh, Birmingham crime-wise, you know, is dying. Why did he say that uh, Birmingham, you know, is dying? For starters, uh, he noticed and this is no given that um, Birmingham population had to window, you know, over the years. We lost over 12,000 people in the last census. And that was due to, you know, various reasons. Of course, crime is one of them. And another thing is that uh, many young people are actually moving elsewhere because they don't see a whole big, a lot of opportunities you know, for them, uh, job-wise, um, uh, education on the college level, you know, is pretty good. You know, UAB has in Sanford a great uh, academic program. They have great academic collegiate programs uh, there. But as far as the city school system is concerned, uh, it's kind of up in the air right now. We do know that. Uh, is there has been some improvements in the city school system in which a lot of the there's a lot less 
uh, failing schools that are on the failing school list this year than it was last year. So there have been some progress there. Uh, but I am concerned that the present school board is becoming more and more a champion for uh, charter schools, which of course is has been a major issue in the city of Birmingham in the last five years. You know, that uh, we're not sure if, we do know that the majority of the school board members are charter school centric. And so when we talk about school choice, public schools are often left out of the equation. And that's because they are not adequately funded, you know, by the state. So a lot of their funding comes from the state, you know, and the federal government. And of course, with a lot of, you know, African-American communities, uh, dollars for public education is not as adequate as those of those that suburban or rural schools, you know, for example. So that's been a major problem. Another thing that I walk and see is that uh, there's been a, what he calls a gross institutional mismanagement by city government officials. Uh, he feels there's been a lot of mismanagement of, of operations and sometimes resources. And I kind of, I kind of agree with, I kind of agree with that in recent months, we have seen a whole lot of entertainment ventures, a whole lot of parties, sporting events, giveaways that, that was done by the mayor and city council. And we're still dealing with some major issues. Obviously crime is one of them. Um, we have crumbling infrastructure. There are some areas in the city that are dealing with uh, some people call it food desert food insecurities, food apartheid, however you want to name it. Um, people are having um, a tough time having access to um, quality groceries. Uh, that's another thing. Um, economic activity is kind of slim to none. Uh, in most of these communities, uh, there's not a lot of businesses in some areas, particularly in the northern and western parts of the city of Birmingham. You know, whereas downtown is booming, eastern side of time is booming, and you got uh, Five Point South, you know, that's booming. You got Glen Iris, just to name a few. But areas like uh, Arlington West End, Titusville, Collegeville, Smithville, um, not, not really seeing a whole lot as far as economic activity is concerned. Okay, that there are some schools that are on the state's failing list, but not as much as as it was, you know, last year. So again, there was some, you know, improvement, you know, you know, in that, um, particularly um, in response to uh, a lack of quality leadership, stewardship over resources, you know, in public schools is is. Uh, what he says is part of the reason why uh, some public schools are, are continue to be on the failing list. And also we have to consider um, that we just got out of a pandemic. And so the quality of education has greatly suffered in the last two years. And we're just starting to play catch up you know, with that. 
And of course, he mentioned that um, violent crime, of course, is skyrocketing. And I mentioned in their latest report that crime is still up close to about 30% increase in what it was last year. And a lot of people are seeing that that the numbers, the number of homicides uh, might exceed last year's numbers. Um, again, no one is having a conversation about that. Uh, no one's really know what the Birmingham Police Department is actually doing in terms of leadership, stewardship, and operation. I also want to point out too that this so-called uh, citizen police task force that was started by Whitman, we have not heard anything since he appointed five people. He appointed five people as part of this, uh, I don't know what you call it, task force or uh, advisory board or whatever you want to call it. He chosen five people early this year and they have not met since that group was started. And I clearly think that it was just smoke and mirrors to say, okay, you know, you know, we got this, uh, you know, we got this task force or, or a group advisory body, you know, considering our citizens of the city of Birmingham that will hold the police department accountable. When most of all, they, they're, they're, they're not average people like you and I, uh, certainly not from the grassroots community or you know, what we call common folks. It's pretty much people that, you know, have been, you know, supportive of this particular leadership of the ones that have been appointed. And they have not met since the time that they was appointed. So I think it was smoke and mirrors. As a matter of fact, the public safety task force, you know, that was created, uh, they made a lot of good recommendations, but hardly any of those recommendations have been put forth an effort by the leadership of the city of Birmingham. And that's what you got. You got what you got because none of these things have been implemented. So he goes on to say that, uh, he going to say that, uh, that violent crime is running rapid. Of course, we, you know, we know that and there has not been an effective solution that has been implemented by the city of Birmingham, despite the last 10 years where the grassroots community had actually presented plans and it was blocked. It was blocked by, it was blocked by the city on numerous occasions, including uh, the lack of invitation of recommendations that was given by the uh, public safety task force that was started sometime last year. Hardly any of those things have, been have not been implemented either, except uh, the advisory group, you know, that was started, which uh, have, again, have not met since its inception. And so what we're dealing with is no concrete solutions have ever been implemented by city officials. And so with that, we're beginning to see uh, violent crime, uh, gun violence, continue to increase and rightfully so, 
uh, citizens are, are greatly concerned. So in terms of this issue, uh, Watkins called, you know, this, uh, you know, episode, the Titanic, just waiting to sink, you know, waiting to go be struck by it. So he basically said that this situation is kind of like the Titanic here in iceberg and it's sinking fast. And some of the things that we talked about here, uh, you know, locally, of course, was uh, a decline in population. At one time, at one time, the population of Birmingham was 340,000. Today, the population is a little under 198,000. In 1916, 30, about 40% of you know, Birmingham was African-American. Today, it is close to 72%. In 1960, whites in Birmingham numbered over 205,000 people, or 60.3% of the city's population. Today, it's only 24.6%. Whites in Birmingham started their white flight in the 60s in response to Dr. Martin Luther King's civil rights movement. And we found that those numbers had dropped significantly. Uh, they barely haven't reached uh, 49,000, you know, as of today. And again, those are for, you know, various reasons. We saw uh, an increased uh, African-American presence in the city of Birmingham. And so with segregation still intact in 1960, um, many white people have left and they created all these different suburbs, like Hoover, Vestavia Hills, Homewood, Pelham, Alabama, things of that nature. Also, too, one of the problems that he see on here is that uh, uh, he believes that Birmingham City schools are failing their students. Currently, uh, the school district has $378 million, you know, in their budget. That's their budget. Uh, with 42 public schools that serves 22,000 students. 99% of those students are Black. 13 or 31% of the students of the schools are on the State Department of Education's failing school letters. So 31% of the 42 schools are on the failing list. You know, again, that is a slight improvement, you know, of last year to where last year nearly half of the schools in the city of Birmingham was on the failing list. So uh, that's an improvement. Now, two of the schools on the list of failed schools, Huffman and Woodland High Schools, are magnet schools. A magnet school is a public school with specialized courses that are not available at other schools. These schools are supposed to attract the best and brightest students in the school system. So, 
how in the world did these two magnet high schools end up on the list of failed Birmingham City schools is beyond com comprehension. I agree. So if you have a special a school that has specialized curriculum that's separate from other schools and that these schools uh, attract uh, the brightest you know, scholars, I wondered that too, how do they end up on the failing school class? The might definitely have some explaining to do. Also too, Birmingham City students have a reading proficiency level of 24%. The state average is 45% and have a math proficiency of 21%. And with the state average of 47%. So math and reading, their, their percentages are aware are below the state average. And I agree with Mr. Watkins, this, this is totally you know, unacceptable and that uh, Birmingham City needs to be held accountable you know, for that. According to Watkins, Birmingham is ranked as one of the most dangerous cities in the world. Now, this is coming from um, so they list so there's an article on here. Let me see. Uh, not going to click on it, but he has an article, you know, on here uh, on this blog, his website that ranks 54 of the top, 54 of the most dangerous cities in United States. And according to this article, he stated that Birmingham is one of five US cities on the uh, deadliest list or dangerous list of cities. As of September 2020, Birmingham was leading a surge in the nation's violent crime. The city's murder rate increased by 40% from 73 murders by September 2021 to 102 murders by September 2022. Um, this is September, but now we're looking at November and the most recent numbers. We are still close to about 30%, a 30% increase in homicide. In 2021, 132 people were murdered in Birmingham. This number is expected to exceed by the end of 2022. So right now, we are definitely on track to either uh, matching this number or exceeding this number. And this is one of the reasons. So, you know, the failing schools, the lack of economic uh, opportunities and, of course, crime is, of course, one, three other reasons, among others, is why we're having a decrease uh, in population in the city of Birmingham. Now, recently, Mayor Randall Woodfin uh, went to Washington uh, asking Congress for help. Mayor Randall Wolfen did not seek additional funds to fight the surge of violent crime, you know, in his city, 
which is on its way to become the murder capital of the world. Instead, we can plead with Congress to decriminalize the sale and possession of marijuana in, the, in Birmingham and the rest of, of America. This was Wolfen's answer to a drastic increase in murders in the city, making it easier for residents to get high from smoking weed. I'm, I'm just reading what I'm just reading what uh, Donald Watkins, you know, is saying. So, yeah, that that is, uh, and I kind of I kind of agree with that. Instead of asking the federal government for help, you know, and resources in combating violent crime, you know, he's pleading with them to uh, criminalize, you know, marijuana, which right now is not a priority. Right now, it's, so I kind of agree with that. You know, that that is definitely not you know, a priority. And so, you know, again, that is kind of like some of the main issues here in the city of Birmingham that I have uh, pointed out, you know, today. And of course we will have another, you know, segment to where, you know, we will continue to talk about some of, of the local issues. Uh, so those are hot topics today. So instead, we're dealing with the fact that, you know, there's been a lot of entertainment things, you know, a lot of sporting events, a lot of giveaways, and we're still having these uh, various problems in the city of Birmingham, which I have already pointed out. Yet, uh, local officials are not really doing anything to you know, deal with those issues. But and you guys voted for them. So according to the article, he says you got what you deserve. And I agree. So what's your opinion? After you watch this segment, I invite you to give your comments. Again, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you uh, two weeks from today, right here on Talk Show Presents.
Audio Jungle. The views expressed on this program are those of the guests and not necessarily the views of management and staff of OBS Radio, OBS International, and Greater Works Business Services. Guests who appear on this podcast are not required to pay a fee and is made possible by RadioGuestList.com. For more information, please visit our website at www.obsintl.cf. Follow OBS on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash broadcast section. If you want to contribute financially to help us continue broadcasting, please go to paypal.me.obsintl. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next time. This is a presentation of OBS News, which is responsible for the guests and comments. This is OBS Radio, a service of OBS International, a division of Greater Works Business Services.